The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Which I I have one one more Jada Pinklet Smith item to say, and then okay. I promise to you and our listeners, she's dead to me for the she, rest of this year. She feels like nine million years ago for the the week that we've had. It's not though. She's, it's not okay. She's not. She's not. And it's it's not because of Jada. It's because of Will. So since we last recorded, Will apparently wrote Jada a letter. Oh, I saw this <laughs> that said, "I read your book." And if I'd known some of the stuff in here, I would have hugged you more. And I'm going to work on that now. Couple of notes. How, how, <laughs> how do we know this? <laughs> how did he, she didn't float him a copy of the book. She didn't send him an email with a link that said, hey, here are the 9 million times I'm mentioning you and talking about your personal information. That's number one. Number two, you're writing her a letter this is probably an indication that the communication in your marriage has broken down 
considerably. Like Dominic, they I, don't. I don't speak. know that writing her a Dominic, letter. They don't speak to each other. They speak okay. to each other through People.com's Instagram. Chris, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, send her a fucking text. You're gonna write her a oh, letter. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Why do we know? Why do we know that this letter exists, let alone what it says? <laughs> Just utterly unbelievable. No, it, but truly. That proves everything we said in our episode about them. It's just not going to stop. It's not. It's not and, going and to stop. And you know what? You want to know why it's not going to stop? Because you keep talking about it. <gasps> How dare you make me responsible you, for her, we her, just, her remaining in the spotlight? If we just let it go and didn't give them attention, then it would go. They wouldn't do this anymore. But we I, I have to talk it. about them because they're so insufferable. They're I'm so writing. I'm writing her in in 2024 as an, a third party candidate. You know this. I, <laughs> I know that you are. Shit. I can't. I'll I know stop. that you are. Let's get away from her. Listen, I want. I'm. I know we normally save this for the end of our intro, but there's so much to talk about with Brit Watch. I would like to actually move it up to this point. So here it is. Say it. Brittany Watch. <laughs> oh, bye 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 bye. Hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so was I right or was I right that the tectonic plates of the earth have shifted with this book? Listeners, I'm going to interrupt Chris's thought for a moment. When I tell you over the past seven days, if I had a dollar for every time that I heard or read Chris say the word tectonic, I <laughs> would at least have a weekend in a fun Cabin upstate New York for just a week to, to leave peep. I'm telling you, he said it that many times. Go am on. I wrong or am I right? No, we felt everyone on the planet felt the tectonic plates shifting. Absolutely. Because of Britney's book. She made the most money of any celebrity memoir that has ever happened in These one are day. These are facts. Like Jada can fucking choke. On that shit. She thought her 15 hour long audiobook was gonna be anything anyone cared about. Get fucked, bitch. Like, Brittany <laughs> wrecked you. Dominic, it was the book was incredible. It was the exhilarating. Only, the only biography Every, that sold more than Brittany's book is the Bible. That's because <laughs> these are actual facts. <laughs> And I'm saying biography. <laughs> I am never going to call the woman in me an autobiography. I will <laughs> never do it. Never. And Dominic, a programming note, was... we're, not, we're not done talking about her, but everyone should know that we are going to fix Britney with a podcast superstar. That is going to be our episode uh, Thanksgiving week. So we are going to be giving thanks Thanksgiving, to Britney. You'll be giving giving. thanks to us because it's going to be a full hour of us just talking about Britney Spears. It is Chris's absolute dream Dream. come true. Absolutely. That may be an 11 hour episode. It could just be me as Britney doing the real version of the audio book that (laughs) I should have done from the beginning. Hey, y'all. How does it feel that people are saying that Michelle Williams should have a Grammy? I knowing think that that could have been you. <laughs> I think it's great. I'm bitter because I know it should have been me. But the <laughs> fact that people are saying that this audiobook performance is something that should be given an award, I think is fantastic. I, I really do. I think it has introduced Michelle Williams, who was on Dawson's Creek, then became a serious actress, and then 
you know, when you get that serious, you sort of alienate current younger fans. I think she gained a whole slew of them in the past seven days. She sure did. Dominic, the book is everything and more. It's so good. Well, I'm really thrilled. Here's what I'm really surprised about. Here's what I'm really surprised about. Okay. One, I'm surprised that her dad has not immediately filed a lawsuit. Like, I'm surprised that we're not reading on People.com's Instagram right now, like, Jamie Spears files lawsuit against Britney Spears. I'm very surprised by that. Mm. Number two, in the book, Britney Jean Spears says that she can feel when other people are upset states away from where she is. She says... I know no one will believe me, but when people in Nebraska are upset, I can feel it sometimes, and I know that they're upset. Which is proof that she knows about my prayer chain. I'm going to throw up. Am I wrong? Yes. You are. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wrong. So what you're saying is she knows. She Spears, felt, listen, we she, you did think the she knives. wrote about you. You think she knives, wrote about you in her book. The knives is because of the prayer chain. I'm now convinced. She felt all the positive energy coming to her. Mm-hmm. And she started dancing with knives because she felt like a superhuman, like superhero because right. of all the positive energy she got you, from my prayer chain. The way you are twisting history here. First of all, the knives are the reason you started the prayer chain. I, know, I don't know if you right. remember that. Now you're saying that they exist Wait, because of right. the prayer Wait. chain. Wait, you're right. You are a rewriter. You are the Jada Pinklet Smith of this duo. I right sure here. am. You are. I sure am. Which makes me Will, the gay one. <laughs> um, listen I, to this, though, about what's her dad's name? James Jamie. Lynn Spears? Jamie. I don't know. I'm going to say something macabre here. I don't oh. think he's I don't think he's long for this world. I no, don't. I, that's what was that was supposed to be my number two before I forgot it was oh. that. I am surprised that no one has like burned their house to the ground. I don't think he's going to be murdered. I think he's going to die of what I think he's ill and has been ill for some time. And I think that this history defining moment in his daughter's career, which is basically one giant dagger aimed at her father. I don't think he's going to survive that. I'm no, but like the way that she speaks about them in this book, I am, if they ever show their faces in public, like they will be murdered. Like, it's not even, this isn't even like, my parents were kind of, like, she goes for absolute blood, deservedly so. But, like, I am terrified to see the next time that either of her parents walks out of their front door. What are Britney fans called? Like, is there a word, like a Swifties word? They don't have, they don't have a name. They really, the Britney army kind of, but like, that's like a very generic name. I think they should call themselves the Hey Y'alls. Why not? (laughs) You're so stupid. I am. I am indeed. Um, I mean, okay, but- so Britney's book was an absolute triumph in every way. We're getting a part two, allegedly, in next year. Are you aware of this? Of course I'm aware of it. How are you going to handle waiting that long? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> I don't know if the listeners can even appreciate what you went through, the emotional whirlwind uh, no, in the months leading up to this I book release. openly sobbed. Like, I would show up, like, I would just show up to set. I would show up to set, and we would be, like, pretending to be doing our jobs, and then me and, like, the housewives that were in their 30s are like, so, what, what chapter are you on? And, like, we would be, like, in the middle of filming a scene when she's supposed to be talking to someone else in the scene. One of the housewives turned to me and was like, oh, my God, just like in Britney's book, whenever this happened. And I was like, look back at the 
cannot. Like we're already using it for life lessons. Are you going to yes. carry it with you like the actual Bible with I bought in there? I bought the like hard copy so I could just have it in my house. Bless you. I do that with share CDs as well. Yeah. Like I get it digitally, but I also order it um, online as I did with her Christmas, Christmas CD, album. which was released two weeks ago, I guess now. Wait, really? The whole thing is out? Yeah, it came out October 20th. Oh, I didn't know that. It's 13 songs and only 39 minutes. I don't understand oh that. Oh, my God. One of the songs is just her going, her, and then a sleigh bell <laughs> rings, and that's it. <laughs> At least there's a sleigh bell. Yeah, occasionally throughout the CD. Dear God. Although, why do I say CD instead of album? I'm older than you. I should be saying album. I should be saying phonograph. So the second book is coming out. What I think is funny about the second book is that the first book ends with she's on the precipice of marriage. Marrying Sam Asghari, right? At the no, end, no, they're the together. At the end, they're together. So, but are they married or no? They're just they're, together. They're they're married. Got it. So, that oh, she doesn't book, really talk about her wedding though, like where Madonna's there and like Selena Gomez and Donna is there. And and Paris no, she doesn't talk about that at all. Well, I just think it's really funny that the first book will have spanned forty years, and the second book is going to span like oh, eighteen months. No, I think it's going to be like things that she didn't put in the first book. Oh, which is what I, I, if it's not that I'm going to be really upset. Well, I, I think know. it's going to be like more, since... more stories like that weren't in the first book. Right before we started recording, I got an alert on my phone that said Justin Timberlake escapes maelstrom from Brit book by going on vacation with his family. Like they're making it seem just as though Justin Timberlake has fled the United States. He probably be has. Come on. No, Dominic. What tell will, tell me why I'm wrong about this. He will never have a career after this. You think Justin Timberlake is done? Have you read the book? No. Exactly. When you have read the book, come back and we'll talk about it because she flambes him. <laughs> he is roasted on a spit. Frick a fucking Z. That's yeah. what happened to JT. <laughs> First of all, you know I'm not going to actually read it. I will listen to Michelle Williams. No, listen to the audio. Book. No, you will like it. It's good. But I'll it's... send Michelle Williams notes about what she yeah, should have course, said. Because well, I know you're she's doing not research saying. for book hey, two. You're doing research for book two. Is what's mm -hmm. happening. It's you know. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, I could talk about this all day, but we have an entire episode that we will talk about it at length. So we do. We on. have to. We we rarely do anything that is sad at the top here, but we must acknowledge the death of Matthew Perry. How unbelievably sad he was. Incredibly talented. Uh, that is a, did you read that book? We did. For book club, we did read that book and Ooh. it was, yeah. Did you read it? Yeah. Shocking. Just the amount of, of times, drugs that he was on. The amount of drugs he was on, the amount of times that he'd been to rehab and detox and the amount of money. I mean, and mostly you want to say out of the spotlight, like people knew that he had a substance abuse mm -hmm. problems, but the extent and the way that it truly took over his entire life just really, really, really heartbreaking. And for him to sort of come to terms with it and help so many people by releasing the book and then to pass away so shortly after just makes it even more heartbreaking. But in the face of heartbreak, there is always a moment where you get to step <laughs> back and say, oh yeah, the world is still full of fucking assholes. That came in the form of Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> releasing a statement. <laughs> 
our God. <laughs> Goop herself. Goop on high. Herself. Who had like maybe a summer fling with Matthew Perry. She like breathed near him once. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so naturally she releases the, whether it's an Instagram post or whatever the fuck she did, she's like, we had a beautiful summer in the breeze and our genitals or whatever, whatever, however she fucking worded. She made it seem like the goddamn notebook. And we immediately opened up Matthew Perry's book to see if this was as impactful. And he was basically the equivalent of like, I ran into her at a Burger King once and said hello. And then, yeah. And like she dropped her keys and I gave them to her and then she was on her way. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's Gwyneth Paltrow. How dare you? How dare you? The audacity. Like it is just, she step away from friends, Gwyneth Paltrow, the, uh, the unmitigated gall, like for real. She, this is the unmitigated. thing that's so fucking funny about her is that she just is, she tries so hard to be like this, like aloof, cool, like whatever, nothing. Like I'm just blazy through the wind and I'm goop, but it's like every single time that you can get quoted for something, you fucking do it. Oh yeah, she does that. Real A-list celebrities like don't give quotes. Like they don't comment on things. They Christopher. They, on this podcast one week ago, we spoke about Gwyneth and we said that she had been in an interview the week before that had said that she was selling goop and was going to retire from show business. But before I retreat into my hermitage of the second <laughs> act of my life, I want to eulogize a generationally beloved actor and make it seem like I might have at one point been the been love in a of relationship life. with that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How dare you, Gwyneth Paltrow. Insufferable. I do not wish you well today, <laughs> young lady. But R.I.P. Oh, Matthew she never, Perry. She never disappoints, though. At press time, right before we started recording today, I got an alert from The Hollywood Reporter about the cast of Friends remembering Matthew Perry. And I, I I don't think I can actually open it and read it. I think it's just way too sad because oh, no, I'm not the even, show Friends, I'm... obviously, as we get distance from it, it had many problems with gender and race politics uh, that the creators and the cast have already acknowledged. So not a perfect show, but certainly a generationally icon behemoth Oh, it's like my favorite. A it's a show I raised me as a 100%. human being. 100%. Yes. Like a show that you watch back and you are willing to overlook the flaws because of the way it makes I, you feel about your I own friends. I mean, vividly remember. Show. I vividly remember watching the finale in my mom's bedroom like it when it was airing. Like, and I remember. How old were you? When was the last season? 2002 or 2003? No. I'd be 12 no. in 2002. Is that great? I was I was sixty three. Yeah, well, at the same year I was sixty three. All right. Well, I'm going to go throw myself on the track of the A train now, and I wish you all well. Where's Shelley? Okay. What What else do we have to talk about, Dominic? Well, we have to talk about two very very large events that are happening <laughs> How dare you? in relation. How dare you? How dare you? Folks, <laughs> listeners, last week on this show, we spoke about the size of the head of Paris Hilton's baby that she had gone on the interwebs and told everyone to back off that her large headed baby was not unhealthy. It was she was just a kid with a big head and he will eventually get over it. Well, on that broadcast, Chris admitted to 
looking exactly like Paris Hilton's baby when he was a baby. Today, he posted the photographic proof of that claim on the Fixing Famous People Instagram page and on his Instagram page. And when I tell you that he is the twin of Paris Hilton's (laughs) baby, he is the head twin of Paris Hilton's baby. And if you know what Chris looks like, and if you will now when you go to his Instagram page, he is, I've never seen an infant who is such a shrunken down version of their man (laughs) self. He is the same face, but without facial hair as a, as a one-year-old child. It is astonishing and fantastic. I stand in solidarity with Paris's child. (laughs) Now, may I just say these photos have lit the internet on fire. I received an, like a, out of the blue phone call from Dominic Pupa. And when I answered it, knowing exactly what it was going to be, I went, hello. And he just went, ha, and started laughing hysterically. And I just started laughing hysterically back. Now, Chris and I text each other all day. A phone call is something that that we, as we're supposed to, I'm told, in 2023, have a text proceeding. No one just calls anyone anymore. This was a textless phone call. I... Had you were in, cri- busy you were in crisis. You I were- was in crisis. My tectonic <laughs> plates were moving when I saw your baby pictures. That sounded so horrifically sexual. Leave it in. Like, well, maybe that's the headline <laughs> no. you want. It it really moved my plates. I just I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't believe it. I was working and I was like I'm taking a thirty second break. I did a quick scroll on my desktop, which has a larger monitor that I need to see because I'm old. So this child's head, your head was. Mars attack size in my life. <laughs> and it flew up there and I almost fell off. I couldn't work the rest of the day. I put I'm in sorry. for the day. No, don't be. It was a great, it was a great way to stop working. Told you so, everyone. You yeah, all was, thought I was, was joking. Great. You all Those thought I was exaggerating. Great. You all thought I was, you know, being funny. Well, guess what? I fucking wasn't. They were, you're an adorable baby. They were great fucking baby pictures. Your mother, as predicted, had you in the gayest, wonderful no, goddamn outfit. Homosexual. Like, I was in like a, a Pee Wee Herman suit as like a little child. Like, what did she expect? Uh, I love gay great. baby outfits. And now to something even bigger, at least uh, around here. Chris, why don't you tell the people what it's all about? Without further ado, guys, we launched a Patreon. It's up right now. You can go subscribe to it. Go to either the Fixing Famous People Instagram account or any either of our Instagram accounts. Um, we'll link it in the show notes of the show. It is live right now. There's three tiers. The first tier is the Clitorati tier. If you want to be in the in the group, you want to be in the Clitorati, it's $5. That gets you the Fixing Famous People chat. It gets you the official Fixing Famous People glossary of terms. And it gives you access to the popular vote. We are going to put a poll up every Wednesday on Patreon. And you guys are going to vote who you think should have won the pitches. And although our guest is the Electoral College, you guys are going to have a popular vote. And so we're going to be able to discuss if you guys think that the vote went correctly or incorrectly. And what is the second tier, Chris? The second tier is the Stratosphere tier. And that is a $10 tier. That is going to be the Cutting Room Floor episodes. That is all of the stuff in the Clitorati tier, everything you get for the $5 tier, plus 
extra bonus audio of all the things that we cut out of the original show, whether it be for time, because it was too salacious, a tangent that was hilarious, but made absolutely no sense in the context of what we were saying it in. All of that is available to you at the $10 tier. Now, the final tier. Hold which to your hats makes you basically Judy Dench to us is the Long Island iced tea tier. Yes! That is $20. I understand that's a lot of money for a lot of people, myself included. Something that someone said to me once about a different Patreon about spending $20. Imagine that you're buying Dominic and I both very shitty Long Island iced teas at a dive bar once a month. Would Ooh, you do a, that? That's a good one. Uh, it hooked me line and sinker when I heard it. And I started signed up for a Patreon. Then I th- And I paid, I think, $18 a month because they said, that's like a really nice glass of red wine in New York City. And I said, I could buy that for someone once a month. So there you go. For two shitty Long Island iced teas at a dive bar in New York City, you are getting. Everything only- on the Clitorati tier. Yes. Everything in the stratosphere tier. And you, as a Long Island Ice Team member, are going to be the sponsor of one of our episodes. We will say your name at the beginning of the episode. You are going to be the sponsor of the episode. We might say something about you if we know you. We might ask you a question and tell you know, ask for a quote, maybe. You are also going to get full bonus episodes. Full bonus episodes, not just clips or bloopers. Full bonus episodes. Full bonus episodes. You're getting, where are they now? You're going to get episodes that we decided we just didn't, we couldn't air, or maybe something happened where it changed in real time, and so it no longer made sense, but it was still hilarious. All these things, or new things where we watch a TV show and then give a review about it. I make Dominic watch burlesque with me, and then I make fun of it for an hour, and he yells at me. I and know I you all want to listen to that. Yeah, and then right. you shoot me, and then you just shoot me in the face at the end. <laughs> An episode where we watch Gary Coleman doing that movie where he's like betting on horses and he lives in Union Station with Rebecca Bregman. Maybe in we'll a locker. No, it's Port yeah. Authority. Yes, but not Union Station. Watching. No, it is Union Station. I thought it was Port Authority. No, I Googled it. Remember? Well, these sort of arguments are what you could get on this <laughs> year of the Patreon. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch Demi Lovato's ghost show with Tiana Lee. Okay. Do you want anything else? Do you need anything else? And let me explain for the few listeners we have, my mother included, who may not understand what a Patreon is. It's just a monthly fee for bonus material of a podcast that you love. So if you're listening to this now, you're still going to hear this for free every week for the rest of our lives. lives. We love doing this and we have gotten so many messages about how you guys like think we're so funny and like you love listening to us and you look forward to it. And like, we really are so grateful that everyone is listening to the show and we want to grow it. And we are very thankful for all of you that are running to your phones right now and starting to don't trip. (laughs) And as a Patreon member, you guys are going to get first dibs on like merch that might be coming out very soon. Wink, 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 wink. And you know, you're going to have basically first access to any other thing we possibly ever do. So if you guys love this show and you want to support us, please sign up for the Patreon. We'll have the link in the show notes and we are so grateful that you guys love the show and we have so much fun doing it. So thank you very much. 
If you like our podcast, you're going to love the Patreon. If you love our podcast, you're going to need smelling salts for the Patreon. <laughs> you're going to pass out every time you use it. Well, I mean, all that to say, I think it's time to get into the fix. Do you read a movie or TV review and wonder if you and the reviewer watched the same thing? I'm Julia Washington, host of Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, and every episode my guest and I examine a different pop culture property, past and present, and how it impacted and influenced not only society, but us as well. We take a look at the reviews from the people that we are told we should be listening to and reflect on how that makes us feel as well as do we agree with them? We've covered topics like My So-Called Life, When Harry Met Sally, and Bring It On. We dug deep into Ted Lasso and Monica Lewinsky and the Depp Heard trial. So if you have an ex or two like Jordan Catalano, rejected the notion that men and women can't be friends, or always rooted for the Clovers over the Toros and wondered why no one else did, then this might be the show for you. You can find Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous anywhere you find podcasts. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right. My friend Isaac Butler, fellow producer, is here. And you requested Abby Lee Miller to be put on the list, let alone then said, why are you asking other people to do Abby Lee Miller? Like, let me help you. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me after the amount of threatening text messages that you must have gotten <laughs> at like three in the morning. Like, if I don't do the fucking Abby Lee Miller episode, it's going to be dire consequences. Wait, let <laughs> me <laughs> actually read. No, wait. Let me actually read what it is because it's basically that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Wait, so Isaac, are you are you like an Abby Lee Miller expert? <sighs> I mean, can anyone be an expert on like a godlike figure? I, <laughs> I mean, yes, for sure. Yeah. Holy shit. I couldn't get a degree like a bachelor's in Abby Lee Miller studies, but like mm-hmm. I could probably minor. Okay. You know? That's still something though, Isaac. That's really something to be put in the special skills section of a resume. Do they still do that on the bottom line? <laughs> I, I don't. Well, here, I here's speak freshman the, French and I know everything there is to fucking know about Abby Lee Miller. Here's, Hire me. Here's the text that I was that I received from Isaac. Abby Lee Miller is making a cameo appearance of the, on this new show, House of Villains. I, all capitals, need to be there when you do her episode <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> and here I am. And here I am. <laughs> I mean, um, how do we how do we even start? Well, this is how I'm going to start because I'm pissed. I'm pissed. We're talking about her. I'm pissed at her because 
at the top of this podcast every week, we have our guests and listeners guess <laughs> what the middle name of the person being fixed is. And this bitch rolls up here with three names. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Her middle name is fucking Lee. Fuck you, Abby Lee Miller. That's my favorite part of the show. Ruined it. It's if also it makes- my favorite part of the show and I always forget that it's a part of the show and every I'm like surprised every time you bring it up Dominic and I shouldn't be at all and yet I always am if it's any consolation um I know it's not a full middle name situation but her first name she does spell weirdly it's Abigail but she spells it with an e at the end look at that I'm looking at her wiki page you're absolutely right a-b-i-g-a-l-e that's the All wrong right, way to spell it. Isaac saved it. Isaac saved it. Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> you're, you're so welcome. I take I take back all the horrible things I just said about her based on that. I will say other horrible things during she, the podcast. She knew that we were going to re- record this episode, and she was like, you put an E on there. Um, what was your, Isaac, what was your first exposure and memory of Abigail Lee Miller? I mean, it was definitely like sick days at home where I was just like binging Lifetime and all of a sudden this woman is screaming at children. So I'm tuned in. Um, that's that's basically where it started and it hasn't stopped since. I, you know that I'm like from like an hour away from where her dance studio is, right? Yes, I do know that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. Yes, Wait. I do know that. Is the next thing you are about to say... That you took jazz and tap no. lessons, Dominic. How could I have? How could I have shared this space with you for this long to not tell you that? That I mean, sometimes you're friends with someone you don't know vital facts; they but just Do- pop out. Dominic, I, that I would don't be know. something I would tell you. Are you serious? Are you from that deep in Pennsylvania? She's from Pittsburgh, right? Yes, yeah, so am I. <laughs> Are you? Dominic. I didn't know that you were. Th- I did not know you were that far west. This yes. whole fucking this whole, it's been a revelation every thirty seconds today. I've no yes. between the spelling of her name, the location of your childhood. <laughs> this is educational. I'm from like an hour away from her dance studio. Basically. I did not know that. I was not like a huge watcher of the show, but like I was aware of it forever. But I just like. Later in life, whenever there was all these people on YouTube that would like remix the scenes and like do all the funny scenes of the show, I just, Mm -hmm. I like, there's so many scenes that I quote today all the time from the show, like in my everyday life. Jojo Siwa was a student of Abby Lee Miller's, was she not? Correct. Correct. And that is her claim to fame, right? Like that's Before being Jojo Siwa, yes. Okay. So Abby Lee Miller is in a in a way a, a, star, maker. a star maker. Correct. Like she yes. she at least has and Jojo C was a pretty big And Maddie Ziegler, who is like in <gasps> the show. Oh, in really? the show, like the number one, like everyone no one could be as good as Maddie. Maddie's the favorite. Maddie then goes on to become Sia's muse and like basically little Sia for years, even still today. Right. Until so that you, music where they were making, yeah. until that movie where they're making fun of the mentally handicapped. And now no yeah, one's correct. seen either of them since. <laughs> yes. If if Abby Lee Miller did not teach Maddie Ziegler how to dance, then we today would not know that Sia is batshit crazy. That's true. Correct. That actually tracks. That is true. Was Honey Boo Boo ever a, a dance no, a, a no. student? As much there? as you want us to say yes, the answer is no. <laughs> what show did Honey Boo Boo start out on? 
Toddlers and Tierra. Yes. Yes. Dominic, what? A show you've probably worked on for five seasons. I, I think I EP'd <laughs> season three of that show and I have I, no memory of it. I think oh, that you I did. Know. You probably made, made, did. legal. That's what happens. I don't remember anything. Uh, I never worked on either of those shows, but I did for a split second think that Honey Boo Boo came from from Abby Lee Miller. I wish. Can you imagine? That would be a meeting of the... Imagine Mama June and Abby Lee Miller in a room together. Has that ever happened? Oh, wow. A meeting of the minds would that be? Minds. Yeah. Minds was what I was thinking. Minds. A meeting of one Minds. <laughs> meeting of the mind. Of the half minds. Of the half minds. <laughs> what I mean, what is it to say? There's the... The moms are crazy. Abby's crazy. The kids are put through... You know, that's a show that you watch back today and you're like, this is... Ab- How dare we put these children through this? Because the parents yeah. would be screaming bloody murder at each other and at Abby and the kids would be in the corner crying and they would just like push their kids away further so they could like get in Abby's face and like point in her face and scream. And then they have to go do solos and get first place. Yeah. And then they'd be like, why aren't you dancing good enough? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) If there, if there would ever be a class action lawsuit against like reality television, it should be the, those children. Now we should note that she is a, she is a convict. I mean, she has yeah, been convicted. She yes. spent what appears to be a year and a half or two years in jail for uh, what I like to officially just call tax shit. Am I right yeah, about that? Yeah, correct. Okay. I'm sure there's something much fancier to describe it, but maybe she didn't pay her taxes or whatever. And I read something in my research for this podcast that she was furious that not a single family from dance moms came to visit her Why in prison they? and she thought that it was th- just absolutely abhorrent that not a single family came to visit her that is like i mean how what you want to go visit your abuser in jail like why would you do that right abby's actually had money troubles for a while before dance moms was even a thing she filed for bankruptcy and then later on was caught Basically, she went to jail for bankruptcy fraud because she created some secret account where she was hiding money from people. (laughs) She also um, was uh, charged with customs fraud because she had undeclared cash that she had brought back with her from Australia. And actually, you can see how sloppy she was because if you go back, I don't remember what season, I don't remember what episode, but at some point, Abby tips over her purse because she's looking for something. Shakes the contents out on the ground. Stop. And, And you literally see... Australian bills in plastic baggies. Like just what? stacks of cash in plastic baggies. So she's like trafficking money. Like <laughs> I that, don't like... understand. I don't understand money crimes. I don't know what money laundering is. I watched every season of Ozark. I had no fucking idea what was going on. But the performances were wonderful. Was this that? Traveling with this much cash <laughs> I think from country to thinks, country? I think she thinks it was, but it wasn't. Like, do you know what I mean? Like... She thinks she was being Ozark, but that's not. I don't even. I don't even fill out that form when I'm flying internationally. I never have a pen. They always give me that form, and then when I go through customs, I'm like, I didn't fill this out. Do I look like I'm carrying a plant in my bag or a dog? And they just and let me through because my voice is so. My voice is so annoying. They want me out of customs right away. Yeah, they're, they're like, get they don't away care from if I have weapons now. in my bag. Yeah. We'll see. Not everybody has that luxury, so they have to shove all of their undisclosed goods and plastic baggies and bury them in their purses so well she's my trick my trick for international travel is don't bring a pen because no one ever has one to fill out that form on the plane the fact that like on camera she tips her purse over and like bags of 
like stacks of cash like fall out of it is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And this aired on Dance Moms. <laughs> yes. It's definitely blink if you miss it because there's a lot of shit in that purse. But you can like there's YouTube videos where they like, yeah, like people have out, found like, it. That's money. That's now. money. That's oh money. Yeah. She mustn't have been a, a, did she even have a producer credit on the show? She clearly didn't have veto power over the edit. Cause she I would never allow that. Right? I it's don't like they think, were deliberately fucking with her, but would she, she not, did. but would she, would she even think that it's bad? You know what I'm saying? She's, I don't know. I, I don't know. You want to watch a bunch of white women scream at each other about absolutely nothing. That's what this show is. Mm-hmm. It is and a show Dr. that and then Dr. People, Holly, who's the best thing ever and the queen. It is a show that people, <laughs> it, it is a show that crossed the line so regularly that yes. we're not even, we don't even need to go into the future. Like if you watch clips now, you do say to yourself, how these are children. You are screaming at them and making them cry, which <laughs> I wish more people would do at the grocery store. If I'm being completely honest, like I don't, I don't object to children being yelled at. It is weird seeing it happen in such an abusive form on television. And then that becoming a hit show. Yeah. Like a, an absolute star making. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. The moms and- became so famous, like in the area, like they moms became so famous. Yes. Like I was, here's a little anecdote for me. During the January 6th riots, terrible, horrible. We're all sitting watching at our TVs like, stay with me. Please stay with me. We're here. We are here. Everyone is like freaking out. And then I have a moment where I start cracking up because now I'm imagining Jill Vertes saying, this is a great opportunity for my little Kendall. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Like that's how much Dance Moms has like been burned into like, the cultural side of my brain. When I, when I'm on the highway and I'm in like the passing lane and then I need to get over to get off of like an exit and I like slide in, like, you know what I mean? When you really like are aggressively driving and you like get yourself in there and you really jam your car in and like the person behind you like has to stop uh-huh. you in. I go, I literally without thinking, I go and my little Kendall fits right in perfectly. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> A lot of the dancer girls are like at the tens to hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok level famous, but Got beyond it. that, like they haven't like broken into like the mainstream in the way that JoJo especially well, has. And I think like most of them don't do this as their job now. Like JoJo right. Siwa now does this as her job. Maddie Ziegler now does this as her job. Like most people that take dance classes when they're younger, like don't become professional dancers. Am I right? Or am I right? I think you're right. Did you know that, um, and you, you, you boys probably did know this, but that Jojo Siwa's mom, Jessalyn Siwa, because why would her name be anything other than Jessalyn? It's three names. <laughs> um, she owned her own dance studio in Nebraska before she and Jojo moved to Pennsylvania to, am I reading this right? To join the Abby Lee Yes, Abby was, like, known as the bitch. Like, she was Mm -hmm. that bitch that, like, she was the best teacher around. Like, it was, she didn't get the show for no reason. So what happened was uh, Abby had another show besides Dance Moms called Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition. Right. Where people would come and, like, basically, it's just, like, a competition version of Dance Moms where, like, a girl goes home every week when her dancing isn't up to par. And JoJo was a contestant on that show. And 
because that's how the producers found her. The producers liked her and the producers brought her onto the show. Abby never actually wanted JoJo to be on the dance team. The producers just liked her and her mom for Dance Moms. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Let's talk about something else that's very apparent to me. Like, the moms, they walked so, like, Karens of the world could run. A hundred percent. Like, that they show are, like, is... the OG Karens. They have the haircuts. Like, what, what is a again? group? What do you call a group of Karens in the wild? A cunting? There was a, it was a cunting, basically. <laughs> it's a group of Karens. But it really was the, that that whole show was a precursor to the Karen phenomenon of like, you know, it started in like 2016 or 17. It was pretty yeah. insane. Now, Jessalyn Siwa, I'm going to probably say her name in my sleep <laughs> out loud. Jessalyn Siwa now hosts her own podcast called Success with Jess. And for our listeners, she also sells rhinestones to make competitive dancers costumes Stop. pop on Stop. stage. Stop. Right this, of course, of course from she does. Uh, from us week from us magazine.com is how it's built i thought it's not us weekly anymore it's just us magazine i guess so because it's not really a magazine it's a website i'm learning something every minute here <laughs> oh my god on a stream of consciousness i just read something on the internet that has shaken me to Uh-oh. my core okay abby lee miller is only 58 years old no yeah Five, oh eight. She was born September 21st, 1965. So I know it's 2023 and I know we're not doing this anymore. But if we were doing it, I would say she has looked like shit for a very long time because I would have thought she was 58 when Dance Moms started. started. Good Lord. Well, she was like very fat at the beginning, like right. very fat. And that was how we knew her. And she was always there and they would always make fun of her. Remember, didn't Kelly once say like, you weren't even here. You were around the corner eating. Like they would always pick on her. Stop eating. That's why you're fat. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) They would always pick on her for her weight, which was mean, but she was also the absolute devil incarnate to them. So like, but it was always, they always had a low blow ready to go for her. And just pick on her weight. And then she got sick, question mark. But like sick with a lap band surgery, maybe. I'm not sure. And then she's in that like wheelchair in the end. Well, she, she, I mean, I, do we have reason to, she had lymphoma, right? She had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I mean, are we, are you saying, are you alleging that she did, that she got a lap band and pretended it was cancer? I just, I just didn't know what happened to her. I remember she getting, her getting sick, but was that just a lie? And she really just got weight loss surgery. But I also believe that she really was sick. Yeah, so she she did lose weight progressively through the seasons, but then when she went away to jail, while in jail, she was diagnosed with um, a type of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. She was released on good behavior, and that's when she ended up in the wheelchair. Then when Dance Moms came back, she was back with the wig in the wheelchair. She was out of jail when the wheelchair happened. Yes. Yes. Like, freshly I didn't realize that. I did not realize. Okay, now this tracks. Okay. And Between then that, season and then, seven and season eight. Season seven and she goes to jail. She gets diagnosed with cancer. She gets out of jail. Season eight starts. That's our timeline. Did the, did Dance Moms continue when Abby Lee Miller was in jail? And did Judy Dench run the studio during those 18 months? Because she no. has been a, she's a dancer and a singer. <laughs> Please don't forget from back in the 1930s. 
they did not call Judy. Um, Sadly, but a big, a a big mis- through line for, I think, like, from seasons five, six, and seven. Season five is, like, oh, Abby has legal troubles. And then, like, Kathy starts, like, harassing her about it, like enjoy these like enjoy these wins because you're not going to get much while you're in jail yeah like when you when thing. you're in the slammer yeah and I then love she that. went and then the moms end up leaving abby because of the way she treated the girls and because she's going to jail so they're trying to like preserve their financial futures so they started having like guest choreographers teach those girls and then abby had like a splinter cell of other girls who like went with her like there was a there was a schism and How like dare the OGs you say went one cell. way. <laughs> Splinter Cell's the greatest phrase. How dare you say <laughs> Splinter Cell? But correct. <laughs> and then it just, that's where it ended. Then she went to jail and we never thought we'd see her again. Here's my question. When Abigail Lee Miller was in the penitentiary, did she choreograph the prison talent shows was there like so. an all-female musical version of 12 angry men or was it just smaller productions like the odd couple or maybe cats did she use her skills in jail is my question and like this is the thing why don't why can't we get cam like why can't we get cameras in there well i would love if the girls would have visited abby in prison how fucking funny would that have been there's no <laughs> way they weren't asked I mean, no, we know like, this. There's no way that someone from the network didn't say, you know, even if it was just for one segment on the old or the new shows, you know, like to go visit her behind the glass, put your hand up and say, and I love be you, on Abby. the phone. Like Maddie yeah. on the phone being like, Abby, I have to tell you, I'm still the top of the pyramid. <laughs> oh my God. We haven't, we haven't even broken into the subject of ranking children every week. They come to class and they're like, all right, you, you're shit today. You're not getting a solo because you were terrible. Like, and then she would, she would have their pictures and then rip off a thing and then show the person's picture who was at the top of the pyramid and who was at the bottom of the pyramid and would do like psychological warfare with 12 year old girls being like, you're the worst dancer. So you're at the bottom of the pyramid where you don't get a solo. I mean, we're fixing this woman, but she, she does soldier on. I mean, she's never, she's never away from the spotlight. She's on house of villains is a paycheck and she is, yeah, she is a name. You know well, apparently I mean? she's just showing up for one scene. Oh, she she's like, not actually living with Omarosa and New no, York. No, if and only those girls. we could, we could Damn. only be so lucky. I don't think the house is very handicap accessible. I think she's going to be able to like <laughs> run the, the foyer uh, in her cameo appearance. But she does have another show that started airing in September 29th, and it's basically another version of Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition but without the moms. So it's just Abby sitting in a wheelchair judging kids who, from what I've seen in the commercials, are just saying, get those cameras out of my face, which you know makes great television when no one wants oh. to get content. There was another series during COVID called Abby's Virtual Dance Competition. You might not have heard of it because it was scrapped after one of uh, after a dance mom mother accused Abby Lee Miller of making racist comments toward her daughter. I guess yes. Abby Lee had put up a black square after George Floyd's death. And when this mom saw her do that, she went ballistic and just started speaking about how Abby Lee Miller was a racist. And so we never really got to see Abby's virtual dance competition. I think we'll be okay that we didn't see it. Probably. I mean, I think it would be (laughs) much of the same uh, as what we've already seen. So 
is she, I, I, I know this is a dumb question, but I know she owns the place, but is she also a choreographer? Yes. Like, does she dance? Because she's, you know, she's not very in mobile. Way, in, even <laughs> even years ago, I wouldn't no, describe like, her as a mobile yeah, now person. Now then, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, no, she did. She really was the one that was teaching them how to do. Don't, Dominic, don't you remember when she would go, hip? And then, oh God, I do. Can she do a death drop? Do you think? No. Or splits? I mean, like, do we ever a, see her do a, a death, split? A death drop, as in like she would fall she over would dead. She would actually die. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, I think she could do it once. I think she could do it one time, and then at her actual it. wake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she. But this is okay. So we're not even okay. We're beating around the bush, Isaac. You know exactly where I'm going. There is a scene when she gets out of prison and she's in the wheelchair, and they are at her dance recital. I already Dominic, know. Please, I already know. Please tell me. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know she's where she's on her phone. She's in her wheelchair in the aisle, and she's texting on her phone. And a mother comes up behind her and whisk, gets in her ear and goes, "Get off your phone." She goes, "You teach dance etiquette to my kids. Get off. Stop texting. Get off your phone." Abby Lee Miller does not miss a beat. She starts rolling her chair back. She just turns around in her wheelchair and just drives away. Oh, and pause, the cameras- pause, pause. I, I, we really need to emphasize that she is literally backing up. She's <laughs> put the chair in reverse. Yeah, like, beep, backing beep, up down the aisle. Beep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, backing down the aisle and then flips it, flips a Yui, like, <laughs> and starts driving down a New York City street and people are, and you hear the producers, which I think it's so fake because there's no way that they really did this. They're running and trying to find her and they're running with a camera. And then all of a sudden you hear one go, look, there she is. And it's just her <laughs> in her wheelchair, like flying down a New York City sidewalk. Oh my God. I and don't they, think I know this moment. I'll look it chase up. I her, don't think I know it. They chase her to a police precinct where she then is filing assault charges against that mother. <laughs> For telling her to get off her phone? Yeah. For getting in her face and telling her to get off her phone. Did the charges stick? No. Of course not. Was the woman even arrested or detained? <laughs> no. Was Abby arrested for filing? She should have been. A false police report? So, like, that's what we were getting into. Like, she is, I mean, she tried to bite Kelly's hand off once when Kelly got in her face. Um, she, I mean, it's like gotten physical, like they've like gotten into physical fights and like, that's, that's the thing that it kind of fascinates me about her is that like, there's very little to, if any redeemable qualities about Abby Lee Miller, like <laughs> as a human being, as a dance teacher, like she's just a terrible person, but she's like Teflon in that, like, she's made a career out of screaming at children who are also saying racist things to those children and then stealing money from Australia, and yet here she is still <laughs> rolling strong. It's like documented on TV that she's an absolute monster. She's doing illegal activity. She's like screaming at children, getting into physical fights with people. There's lawsuits left, right, and center. She's, you're right. She really is. It's like, it's crazy because like one of those things would like bring someone down. I'm trying to think of like, an analogy but like in any movie where there's like a wild bear like coming at you and they're like shooting the bear and shooting the bear and like nothing will stop it you know what I mean? like she is another fucking level because that's the other part is then recently 
she mm-hmm. is it's in just an like, well, please. I mean, because this isn't bad enough. Can we throw implied pedophilia on top of this pile as the cherry we for sh- this cake? We sure can. She then gives an interview where she's like, you know what my weakness is? Again, this is like all paraphrased. She said in the podcast, Sophia with an F, quote, oh, that's my downfall. I like the high school football players. I still like them. She goes on to say, not one that used to be in high school, but one that is. It's so, a clarification for me because if she hadn't added on that last part, she could have been like, oh, you know what I mean. But she's like, no, 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 like, yeah, she deliberately didn't. She deliberately did it. And she had to then address her comments in an Instagram video and she added in an age requirement to it. So she said on Instagram, I do like those hot, athletic, muscular types of guys, the jocks. I always have and I always will. And they must be able to go out to a club, gamble in Vegas, rent an ADA compliant, handicapped, accessible van. I mean, do we see this bitch playing the victim card, like sliding, not even sliding it in there, just dropping it like a Dumbo drop right at the end of that sentence? I mean, oh, it's, and also Sophia with an F, why is that what you're asking her? Why are you interviewing Abby Lee Miller about the types of guys that she likes? I don't know. I don't know what preceded it. I mean, she could, she maybe wasn't asked about it. She might have just <laughs> volunteered she might it. Have just volunteered the information. It's, but she's fine. That was only a month ago, too. Like, that was only in September of this year that she made those comments. That was right about the time that Isaac texted me and said, I need to be in this episode. <laughs> was that like, what it was, Isaac? Yes. There, there was a lot of, there was a lot happening in the Abby Lee Miller world, and I was like, losing my mind. <laughs> <net. laughs> Even Abby Lee Miller has no choice but to continue. Dude, this is why she won't go away. Her full-time job is trying to stay famous. She has no children. She's never been married. She's she's married to being Abby Lee Miller. Miller. Like, nothing will stop her. Jail, be, <laughs> d- jail disability. Lawsuits from she's children. Yeah. Racism. She's just moving straight forward. She has so much venom. Like, in the show, if you watch it back, she's so angry about everything. And it's like, I wish that they would have tried at least a little bit. And maybe they did, and I just didn't see this part of the show. But, like, did they ever try to probe into, like, her life outside of all of this? Or, like, why she is the way that she is? Like, did they ever even attempt that? I bet not. Well, not I, really? I think a lot of it probably came from bitterness. She's probably always looked 25 years older than her actual age. That would piss Correct. me off. I'd scream at children if I looked like I was in my 70s, for sure. <laughs> I think a lot of it was also just like the contracts that all the dance moms people signed were not like great for them. So I think a lot of her anger and vitriol was also just like at the show happening. Oh. And kind of like taking that out on the people that were like had like had to stand there mm. and listen to whatever she was going to say. Mm. A lot oh, of so they weren't. Well, yeah, I guess that's right. If she's like not making that much money off, like that's why she's like like trafficking Australian money, like in because she has to because like the show's not paying her anything. Maybe. Uh, I mean, this is all hmm. like hearsay. Like, bi- like what I've gathered based off of like interviews. So like, really it she was seem... just, she wasn't God, committing a crime with all that cash. She was just trying to stay alive. She was just trying to feed herself. Well, she, I mean, she was committing a crime regardless, but she was, yeah, but she was like trying to like get rich quick. Yeah. Yes. All right. I mean, anything aren't else? There, it's like, if you're going to launder money, do you have to do it with, from a nation? That's a 24 hour flight from where you're going. It just seems like if you're going to launder money, 
I can go to Canada or Mexico. Just also drive in your driving your. I also don't understand like what's the point of it being Australian, but I guess that's. I, what I don't we, know. We are idiots. Like we don't know. I don't rob a Seven Eleven. You gonna go all the way to Australia? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Or is she like flipping the money and it's like worth more in dollars? I don't know what we're talking about here. I don't know what any. I don't know anything about money crimes. <laughs> I know like flipping. What is that? I, I like think I do, and then like when it really happens, I'm like, oh what? Like I don't know what this right. is. No, I said there are literally whole segments of Ozark where I just went to the bathroom because I'm like, oh, they're taking money out of the wall. I'm not even going to pretend what this is about. And I just took a shit and came back and I, then enjoyed the rest of it. I think what happened was she was, she did like some master classes in Australia, got paid, and then tried to just like sneak that money back in her purse without telling Oh, her. like the you United paid States me in cash and now I'm going to like, I understand. So then she doesn't have to pay Actual like any tax Actual facts get applause here. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's, that's like, got to be it. like, that was a great plan until she dumped out the bills on Yeah, television. until she showed so. national, it on national television. <laughs> <laughs> until she went to the Monet Exchange with cameras following her. Right? <laughs> That's a no-no. If we say one more thing, we're going to file her under unable to fix. That's uh, true. We've already had pedophilia, racism, child abuse. But sure, I mean, I'll give her my expertise. <laughs> like, honestly, sitting here and listening to like, when you really list it all out, it's like, wow, is this, you're right, is this a fixable situation? So I'm no, excited to see. No, she's Maleficent, literally. Just like yeah. uh, the Pittsburgh version of Maleficent. She's just, she's horrible. But still a client. We can't judge Still a client. client. <laughs> you know, we don't get paid to, you know, pass judgments. No, we don't. We also, we also don't get paid. So. Yeah, we, yeah. All right, Isaac, you know how this works. We are both going to pitch um, our ideas for how Abby Lee Miller can, you know, restart her career. And then you're going to decide who, what, who has the better pitch. All right. I'm ready. Abby Lee Miller. There it is. Did you see it? <laughs> it's like you just sat across from her at a table. That's how I picture it. Cause I want to give the like. I want to be talking right to her. You've given the world so much. Videos of you driving down the street in a wheelchair. You like screaming at children, biting mother's hands. You've done everything, Abby Miller. It's you are a, a charlatan among charlatans. You are, you're not even, you're just showing up for five minutes on this show called House of Villains that is like the biggest villains on reality television because the show can't handle you being on it for any longer than that. That's how much of a villain you are. What you are going to do is that you are going to book every single reality show that you can. And at the end of that, once that well runs dry, <laughs> you are going to have a dance moms reunion special on lifetime. It is going to be a la the Friends reunion, the Harry Potter reunion. You are going to bring all of the our favorite dance mom girls. We're going to have Christy. We're going to have Jill. We're going to have Kathy. We're going to have Dominic, please say, Jessalyn. Jessalyn Siwa. We are going to have Kelly. We're going to have Dr. Holly. We're going to have all the girls come back as adults. We're going to have like the crew members. Like I'm talking break that fourth wall and they are going to do a retrospective of like what it was like to go to the dance competitions and have the cameras there. And like, cause like never forget there would be like random mothers from other teams that would come up to the dance moms and like try to physically fight them <laughs> for no reason at all. 
Like your daughters are cunts. Like, fuck you. Like you guys suck. Abby's fat. Like, fuck you. And like, (laughs) try to fight them. And then Abby would fire right back. Like, well, your kid's ears are weird. Yeah. (laughs) So like there was a lot, like, do you know what I mean? I want to hear all of it from them and not, not these shitty ass podcasts they have where they're really just like blacking out drunk and like talking about random shit. Right. Like I want it to be done right, done well. And like give them the respect they deserve for like being like a cultural phenomenon for better or for worse for the amount of time that they just, you're not going to let James Corden host this reunion. Absolutely not. No, but I mean, we, I mean, we should have to, I should do it. it. All right. No, it should. It honestly should be Hoda copy. (laughs) If she can do, if if Hoda can do for Abby Lee Miller, what she has done to Jada Pinklet Smith this year, then for Godspeed Hoda copy. And it needs to be like where they like sit down and like are back at this uh, back in the Abby Lee Miller dance company. And they're like sitting in that building in that weird like glass room that they had to sit in and like talk about what it was like. And like, you know, Abby and the girls would sit there and be like, remember when we would like do stretches and all the girls can be like, yeah, we cry every day thinking about it. Like I want to hear every single emotion that they have about it. <laughs> it's going to be it terrible. Be- it will. It Yeah, it'll be it'll be a very. How many parts will this be? Because it can't be. Just I want it to be three. Night. I want it to be three parts. I bet it you could be more, more if you really wanted to. I, 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 think, I mean, I think this could be like sort of like the Leah Remini Scientology series, yeah, where it's just yeah. like it just doesn't end. Like there's enough. Ends. She's fucked up enough people that this that could probably go on. Yeah, once like Kelly and all like the OGs are done, like they'll have like the second rate people come in. You know what I mean? Like there's like because a lot of them left. Like there was see ebbs and flows within the who the moms were, and so we have a whole laundry list of people that could come on the show. Um, but I want to see every single. I want to hear everything, and that's my pitch. Wow, um, my pitch is really an elevator pitch. And because you know how I feel like if someone's fucking up, just keep fucking up. Like, cause you're not, I, I, I don't think this woman is redeemable at all. She is on camera too much <laughs> assaulting children. So very simply reboot super nanny and give Abby Lee Miller the job. <laughs> period. <laughs> That's my pitch. Wow. It will last one season before she's thrown in jail. One, again. one episode. But one good episode. Lord, I'll, I'll one. Just, even if it's a special. <laughs> wow. That's my pitch. Okay. Isaac, we've left you here with a Solomon-like puzzle. I don't know what you're going to do because these are two brilliant ideas. What a Sophie's choice. Super of- nanny. <laughs> Dominic, I did not see that coming. It's like there's the answer that I think makes the most sense, and then there's the answer that I want to see more than anything. I am gonna go with Super Nanny. That's a wow. Well, here's what I think. I will accept that win. I will graciously accept it. I do think that after Abby Lee Miller is thrown into jail from whatever happens on Super Nanny. Chris's series will take place, but Abby Lee Miller in probably jail. just won't be a part of it. Well, unless yeah, she, she does it from jail. She needs to call in. Like I A want vote to- for me is also a vote for Chris. I will accept this point without no, you win. Um, you reservation. Win, but I thank you for that. I also love Chris's idea. And I really do think that your idea could be its own <laughs> series. <laughs> yeah. Why are they not doing that? 
Well, because that because all the women are like like lifetime will go under because from like lawsuits, right? I don't know. And they also it seems like they all still have like beef with Abby. Like, yeah, Abby that's what I'm saying. Has... Like, just show up and like let's fight like that. I'm down. Like. <laughs> I think Dominic is right that she does need to be in jail for your idea to happen. So I said, can we, can we do the super nanny episodes? Can we film in Australia? <laughs> Cause we could get her right back in jail. If she does the same thing again. She can only be, it's in her rider. She can only be paid in Australia. Oh, no. Cash. Oh, no. Guys, she's going to go to jail for slapping uh, the shit out of a child. That, sure. Like is crying. Or their like, mother. She's... Yeah. <laughs> Episode one, minute five. She's in jail. Oh <laughs> no, like for real. And then like Kelly and Christy have to go get her out. This is the only thing that worries me about Chris's idea is that she would have to be tied to a chair for all this. Because yeah. if someone leaned over to her and said, shut your fucking phone off if you're setting an example. And she went to the police for no. that. <laughs> Can you imagine like what the allegations they'd make on the show you're pitching what, she'd call the national. She'd arrive with the national guard. How could she handle it? You are right. Like she would. They would be like Abby. You were really mean to us. She would lose her fucking mind. On them. Oh my god! She, I cannot believe this human being is fifty-eight years old. Good lord! I Good mean, lord. She, one of a kind. Stay out of the sun, lady. God damn it. It's she crazy. looks 70 to me. I thought that she was 70 and that she was 50 when the show started. I'm and like, what does she have any family members? Uh, uh, Miller, has her mother, married, her has mother who children. passed away. I think she was an only child. Oh, she's an only child. All right. I'm going through pictures and it's not great. I, d- I do want to, if I could, if I could end the Abby Lee discussion based on like, because we haven't even really talked about her as a dance teacher. One season after Dance Moms premiered, the um, Dance Masters of Pennsylvania chapter 10, which she was a member of, like Dance Masters for America, basically like choreographers union or whatever, okay. uh, terminated her membership saying wow. that her show was a total misrepresentation of our dance educators and their students and is detrimental to the dance profession. So well, they were right about that. They were definitely they were detrimental right. to the dance profession. To How does that affect had... her business though? Like if someone goes to the Abby Lee dance does hole or whatever it's called. Have... I don't, I don't think does she, she has still the have anymore. the studio. No, I don't think she has it anymore. I don't think she's teaching. No, Abby dance Lee dance anymore. company. Does oh, she permanently still... closed. Yeah. I think it's gone. Ooh. So I really think super nanny is the only other option. <laughs> <laughs> She can't teach dance anymore. Uh, no, so. she's backed into a corner. Now she has to raise children since she can't teach them how to dance. Right, exactly. I want it to be a legacy show too. I want the children that she's nannying to be the children of the kids that she had on Dance Moms. Like that season one, like some of those girls must have children by now, right? That is levels of trauma that I cannot even Yeah, Dominic, what? Why not? <laughs> Hey, remember when I yelled at you? Now I'm going to do the same thing to your daughter. I mean, if the show came, <laughs> if the show came out in 2011, if one of those girls was 15, they've got to have kids. No, right? but they were they were younger than that. Yeah, but even still, I bet some of them do. I mean, what a hor- a true whirlwind this was. <laughs> Isaac, thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at everyone's underscore favorite underscore Isaac. 
Um, I also have a podcast called My Wig with my best friend who's a drag queen. We recap old VH1 reality shows. We delve very deep into the golden age of reality television and figure out what aged well. Spoiler, none of it. Um, And we just have a blast talking about all the people that are now on House of Villains. Hilariously. Mm, That sounds fun. Dominic, where can people find you? Uh, my website's domentary.com. Please go there to buy tickets to my holiday show. In December, I'll be in Chicago and Boston, Atlanta, D.C., L.A., New York, and San Francisco. You can also find me on socials at, at Dominic Pupa. Christopher DeRosa, where can our listening audience find Hugh? <laughs> You can find me at the Chris DeRosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Write us a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. Um, I wish you both well. And as always, where is Shelly? Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.